Welcome back, suckers! That's right, another episode of Sucker Radio here on MMASucker.com. I'm your host, as always, Jeremy Brand, and we're back for another week of awesomeness, as always. You know, what can I say? We have the goods. Uh, as always, we have Justin Pirro's uh, unpopular opinions with us today, and my one guest is a guy that you may not know. He's fought for Resurrection Fighting Alliance. He's uh, on a huge win streak. He's undefeated since 2010, eight-fight win streak, I believe. His name is Johnny Hollywood Case. He'll be joining me in a little bit. Um, last week, I said I wasn't going to break down the news so much on the show anymore. We're going to go be, be going through a few format changes in the next few weeks because of the addition of Callum Leslie and Sean W. Smith's awesome show, Grapple Talk, on uh, MMASucker.com. They will be diving into more of the news and whatnot. I will just be bringing you the interviews and the goods um, week in and week out. So over the next couple of weeks, the format will change just a little bit. Uh, We'll be more interview-based as we have been in the past, but I won't be breaking things down as much as I I did uh, previously. I want to talk about last weekend's fight card a little bit. I know I said just mere seconds ago that I wasn't going to talk about the news. But uh, there was one fight that I want to talk about a little bit because, not to boast or anything, but I did pick him. Big Bren Rothwell knocking out Alistair Overeem. We all know Overeem has a glass chin, glass jaw, whatever you want to call it. And we saw Ben Rothwell take advantage of that. Um, This guy, Rothwell, climbing the ranks with a win over Overeem. Dana White, however still thinks that Alistair Overeem is a top 10 heavyweight, and he will receive another fight with the UFC. Do you agree with that? That's a question that I'm going to put out there to Sucker Radio. And tweet me at JeremyBrand604 or at MMASucka and tell me whether you think Alistair Overeem deserves another shot within the UFC before he goes out and uh, retires. I personally thought that he would be released by now. I thought that Bellator would sign him, and we'd see that next fight. He he signs and he fights against someone like Chet Congo or something like that. It's the only fight that I want to talk about from that card. Obviously, Invicta went down. Our guest last week, Michelle Waterson, retaining her atomweight title. What's the next step for her? Does she move over to the 115-pound division in the UFC, or does she continue with the Adam weights at 105 pounds over an Invicta? She put on a performance of a night, uh, kicking around her opponent at will, landing knees and strikes and everything else. She looked fantastic. This weekend, we have UFC Fight Night Silva versus Arlovsky, other known as UFC Fight Night 51. It's a six-fight main card, heavy, heavy on the Brazilians. And uh, the heavyweight bout in the main event between Antonio Silva and Andrei Arlovsky. As I said, I'm not going to talk about the fight card itself. 
I'll let it speak for itself, and we'll maybe dive into it a little bit next week. The only time I'm going to be doing predictions and stuff like that is if I have another media member on the show um, who will, like, dig into a card with me, you know? That's all I'm going to do for that. Um, As always, we're brought to you by Onnit. Head over to onnit.com. Enter in the coupon code uh, MMASucker for 10% off all supplements. As you know, on it is a human performance uh, website. They have everything from supplements to uh, kettlebells to zombie bells. They just came out with a werewolf bell. This thing is considered a legend bell. It's huge, 60-some-odd pounds. Um, They have clothing. They have great T-shirts and tank tops and hats. Um, The one big product for them is obviously Alpha Brain. I've used it myself. I love it. If you want 10% off all supplements, um, head on over to onnit.com and enter in the coupon code MMASUCKA. With that, we'll get into my first guest, my only guest, Johnny Hollywood Case. This guy is undefeated since 2010 and is set to make his UFC debut at UFC Fight Night 52 against Kazuki Tokadum. Please welcome Johnny Hollywood Case to Sucker Radio. Johnny, thanks for joining me today, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Now, Hollywood, where where did that nickname come from? Uh, started back when I was younger. Uh, back in Iowa, there there wasn't a commission, and people were fighting, you know, every weekend, sometimes twice a weekend. And uh, my amateur career started out <clears throat> right away, you know, 40-second knockouts. I just go out and hit the kid, and they'd, they'd fall over, and then that'd be a fight. So uh, I kind of got Hollywood after my my highlight reel finishes. And I mean, all I have to say really is, holy crap! Undefeated since 2010, currently riding an eight fight winning streak. Do you even remember what it feels like to lose? I do. Uh, unfortunately, I I I, know, I do know what it feels like, and I never want to experience that again. So that's why I train as hard as I do, and that's why. Uh, I go out there and I, I leave everything out in the fight. Um, <clears throat> you know, it just it's so losing is, is a pretty sucky thing. You know, it's a big setback, and not only your career, but <clears throat> also all the time you took to prepare for the fight. You know, no one wants to to work that hard and it all go to spoil. So I make sure that I go out there and I perform my best ability and uh, make sure I do everything it takes to get that W. Exactly. Now, speaking of spoil, you were expected to fight Joe Ellenberger in your debut. Um, last or earlier in June. However, a failed eye, te- eye test forced you out of action. How's the eye doing now? Uh, it's doing well. Um, <clears throat> to tell you the truth, I, I didn't even know I really had the injury. Uh, uh, aside from after my last fight, I had uh, like five days where I was seeing a really, really bright flasher in my left eye, my left peripheral vision. Um, but I just kind of wrote it off as a concussion uh, and it went away after five days and I, and I never really gave me any problems. And, uh, and it wasn't until, like I said, I went into the, the fight physical <clears throat> they, they discovered I had the tear and, uh, we fixed it and everything was good. Everything was, was, uh, was just as good as ever. So what, what's back, the, back what's the recovery like for that? Like what kind of, uh, rehab did you have to do for, for an eye injury like that? Uh, basically, I just I just couldn't do anything content. I couldn't do anything that was strenuous or uh, that would basically rattle my head. So no no sparring, obviously no uh, heavy lifting, no grappling, nothing like that. I I just pretty much took it easy for four weeks. You know, uh, <clears throat> did a little light lifting and jogging, and uh, that's pretty much it. So <laughs> kind of sucked on that that I had to keep out of the out of the gym. But um, 
I, it happened. It got through it, and uh, you know, I got back to train hard and right back to where I wanted to be. So. No kidding. Now, due to that setback, you've been out of action since October of 2013. I mean, how bad are you itching to get back in there and scrap? Um, man, I I am walking around just froggier than ever, man. I really need a fist fight. <laughs> it's, uh, it, you know, as a fighter, it's, uh, it's fighting is, is what I enjoy doing, you know. Without it, it just feels like there's a big absence in my life. And, um, you know, going almost a whole year without a, without a fight, and it's just kind of, uh, <clears throat> it, it makes you hungry. It makes you motivated, and it just it really just turns into an animal. It makes you a caged beast getting poked with sticks and, uh, you know, you know you, the lights at the end of the tunnel, you're about ready to be uncaged, and uh, and you just get to go out and attack somebody. And to tell you the truth, I'm really looking forward to it. And yeah, being a, almost a year off, obviously the livelihood of a fighter is getting into the cage and getting paid to fight. How did how did that all work out for you? I mean, you might you obviously have sponsors who have helped you out with with pay, but a whole year without actually getting a contracted fight had to be a little tough. It was very tough, actually. Uh, you know, I've been extremely fortunate in having amazing support. You know. Uh, all my good friends and family back home in Iowa and, uh, my amazing manager was able to, you know, get some sponsors up front to help me out. And my sponsors that, you know, did step up, step up and, and go ahead and paid me uh, ahead of time. You know, I even had a guy, you know, one of my good sponsors, uh, just gave he gave me money just last, after that last fight, you know, you know, I, I know you didn't fight, but, uh, you know, I want you to have this money anyway. I want you to, you know, kind of sit on it, and uh, hopefully it'll it'll help you out. So I've just been really fortunate in having good people in my life, and uh, people that care about me, and people that want to want to see me succeed. That's fantastic. Now your stock is obviously high coming into your octagon debut. Are you the type of guy that 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 gets to? Like, is your head at all filled with all this attention that you're getting coming into your octagon debut? Not at all. No, I feel very, uh, very focused. I feel very grounded, and uh, I just, I'm not, I'm not really, you know, putting a lot of emphasis on this fight. It's just another fight. It's, uh, I mean, it's just a bonus being in the UFC. You know, the UFC is is kind of the uh, the prestige place to be. You know, and uh, they treat their fighters well. They treat them like rock stars. And uh, to be honest with you, I feel like that's that's what I that's where I belong. You know, I deserve that. I've worked I've worked long and hard. I, and uh, it's time to start to start reaping the rewards from that. And um, I mean, I, I don't feel any 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 hype. I don't feel like it's uh, <clears throat> like a, it's a big expectation for me. I, I feel like it's just any other fight, and uh, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna perform the best of my ability. I find it crazy that you don't you don't feel any hype. I mean, honestly, I look at every podcast and radio show this week, and your name seems to be on them. <laughs> that's good yeah i mean uh i mean it's cool it's cool it's really awesome that people care you know they uh people are starting to to notice that people are starting to to acknowledge me and um i mean that's very cool too you know but uh, to be honest with you i feel like there's only a matter of time before before that started to happen and uh so now that it's happened i've kind of uh i was kind of prepared for it and expecting it and I'm, I'm just enjoying it all you know i'm taking it all in but i'm not letting it go to my head either so. It definitely has to be the most hype you've had leading up to a fight, though, yeah? Uh, no, I'll tell you the truth. No, I, I felt a lot more hype and pressure back in uh, like my regional days. Like I thought, you know, probably 
probably fighting for my first re- professional title was uh, was more nerve wracking than this fight. This fight, I, I mean, I'm really am not really, you know, I'm trying not to build it up for anything. You know, it's just another fight, for and sure. I'm just gonna go with it. Just gonna just do what I do, you know. Uh, <clears throat> granted, if it was you know for the UFC title, right off the bat, <laughs> I just, uh, you know, if, if I was that fortunate, it might be a lot more pressure. But uh, you know, I'm not really not trying to let this fight uh, get to me. It's just another fight, and uh, there's nothing to worry about. I've trained hard, and I've trained with the best team in the world. So uh, let's bring it. Let's bring it on. Let's get a fist fight and see what this guy's got. <laughs> now you said that that you. You feel like this is the place where you need to be. You've earned your your sort of shot at the UFC. Being a pro since 2007 and amassing the record that you have, why do you think it took the UFC so long to 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 notice you? Um, honestly, I, I was kind of trying to, to fly under the radar. Uh, I had some things happening, you know, right when I was coming up, and uh, I thought for sure I was gonna, you know, I was ready for the UFC. You know, the competition was right. I was I was relating better. I had my first son, and um, you know, as a, as a father, that was my my first priority to make sure that my family was taken care of and that uh, that I was doing the best I could do, be to be a father, to be there for my son. And uh, and then right when I felt like I was making making ground there, I was ready to uh, to step it up and get a fight with UFC. I had a, I had my second son, so oh, again wow. that kind of that set me back a little bit longer. You know, uh, you know, I had I. Had, some stepping up as a father to do and uh, had to had to work some jobs and make sure that they're they're fed and taken care of and then uh and then so here I am again. Um you know, my kids are my kids are old enough now and uh, I feel like I got a good enough table and, and force with them. So uh here we go, let's try this again and uh, I'm ready for the UFC and I'm ready to get in there and get my win. So to be did the UFC contact you in the past then? Uh no, no, not to my knowledge, no. Uh, I, I, I tried out for the uh the Ultimate Fighter season fifteen. Actually, okay. and that was yes, that was my first uh, run in with UFC, and uh, I was <clears throat> I was pulled out for like the last fifty, and they choose like however you know however many out of that, and uh, so I just barely missed it by uh, by by one calling, but um, that kind of opened my eyes too. You know, I don't I don't think I was ready for that show. You know, again I was I was getting ready to be a father, and uh, I just I just don't think that would have been the route to go. So I truly believe everything happens for a reason, and. Um, and since that uh, tryout session, uh, you know, I just kind of stayed to myself and plugged away in the regional circuit. <clears throat> and uh, when the timing was right, UFC got a hold of me. So I yeah, feel I'm sure that I'm sure people. that 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 made them notice you a little bit more than than simply flying on the regional scene. Then, yes, for sure. Now your upcoming fight is at the Saitama Super Arena in Japan against one of their hometown boys. What do you know about Tokodome, and and where do you feel like you have the advantage in this fight? Uh, I know Tokodome. He's a very uh, very durable fighter. He's got a lot of heart, and he can really take a punch. Not only can he take a punch and uh, and keep coming at you, but he can take a punch and he can keep fighting, just like it you know like it never happens. So uh, I feel like that that be a big factor for him. He's got a lot of durability, a lot of heart. Um, but I think I I think I got the stand the stand up and I got the ground beat. You know, uh, I feel like his only his only advantage is to take me down and lay on me. You know, I don't I, from his fights I don't see a high a high finishing rate. Uh, I don't see him with a lot of power. Granted, everybody can get knocked out and everybody gets submitted, but uh, I think if I if I fight well, like I know I can. I think really the only chance he's he's got is catching me, you know, against the fence and dragging me down and and then laying on top of me for three rounds, and 
that's just not something I'm going to let happen. So I think I really got to fight beat on my feet. I got to fight be on the ground with my wrestling, my ground pounds, and uh, I just I really think I'm a better fighter all around. How how long do you think it'll take your body to uh, get used to the whole time change? Because this is the first time fighting so far away from home, correct? Correct. Uh, yeah, correct. To be honest, I haven't really put any thought into the time change. Um, I know I just got my schedule uh, when you when you speak everything, what to expect when I get over there, you know, when I need to be working out and when I need to go to sleep and stuff like that. Um, but, I mean, I'm not really concerned about that. That's, uh, if that's something that that, ha- that happens, then we'll deal with that during the week. Uh, but, uh, I mean, there's nothing I can do about it, but, but uh, adjust to it and, and, and take it for what it's worth. So, to be honest with you, it's, uh, it's not really a concern for me. You excited to be fighting in a place that's so foreign? I'm I'm so excited to tell you the truth. Uh, they, they actually, I was actually um, offered uh, to fight on the, the the Las Vegas card, the one uh, the following weekend, you know. And they're like, and I said, no, no way. I want to fight in Japan. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't I I don't know why this is, but to be honest, like I felt a whole lot less pressure going into his country and fighting him there, you know, in front of his family, in front of his friends, you know. I I don't speak any Japanese. I don't have anybody I need to impress, I just go over there and I get to just fight. Just go in there and uh, worry about nothing and just, just perform. So uh, for me, there's no pressure to go over there. It's all excitement and I get to display what I get to do. No kidding. And fighting in the Saitama Super in a legendary location, I mean, we've seen Pride events there and whatnot. That's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's so awesome. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know how many countless Pride, Pride events have been hosted there, K1 events. Um, you know, it's 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 the mecca for mixed martial arts, and uh, I just I'm I'm really thankful that the UFC decided to uh, to to allow me to fight on that card. Now you have a great camp behind you at San Diego's Alliance MMA. How did a kid from Iowa end up in California to train with Alliance? <laughs> That's so funny. Iowa's kind of taken over out here, to tell you the yeah. truth. Uh, it started out. Um, <clears throat> I was actually getting ready to fight for the RFA. I was getting ready to fight for the RFA 10 card. And uh, Miles Jury was in town doing a seminar. And uh, I met him, did a workout with him, and uh, really kind of hit it off. And he invited me to come out and be uh, be in his camp for Diego Sanchez. He was going to fight Diego. So I came out and uh, was his main sparring partner and did really well. And uh, the coaches liked me and the team liked me. And I kind of I kind of felt like it was my home. So uh that was great. Camp went well. And then Jeremy Stevens asked me to come out and help him get ready for, uh, for Cub Swanson. And Jeremy Stevens from Iowa as well. And uh, <laughs> while I was out there for that camp, uh, I got offered to fight Joe Ellenberger. So then uh, but I started training for that camp. You know, the fight fell through. And then now here I am getting ready to fight Kazuki Tokodomi. So it's kind of a no-brainer that uh, this is where I belong and this is where I need this fight camp to be. How cool is it that Miles Jury is on the same fight card as you? Oh, it's so cool, man. There's a... Uh, it really just feels like uh, like me and my brother just going over to take care of business, you know. Uh, it feels like I'm not alone, and uh, not that not that I had any pressure or any worries anyway. It's just it's just better, you know. It's like it's kind of I, I see him like a big brother, you know, and and <clears throat> who wouldn't want to go into a fight with their big brother by their side? <laughs> okay, now talking big brother, Miles Jury got you into alliance. Being that you're both in the lightweight division, I'm sure this has come up numerous times in the interviews leading up to this fight that that you've spoken to people the possibility could come up that you have to fight a training partner especially with him so close to the top right now 
What are your thoughts on fighting a teammate? We've heard numerous times from guys from every different gym, TriStar, Jacksons, and whatnot, that they won't end up fighting each other. But this really is a business. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. No, I mean, I I have no desire to fight my teammate. Uh, you know, I mean, we're friends first, fighters second. And, uh, I mean, to tell you the truth, I really just, I have no desire to do that. I mean, if it, if it came down to you know, the championship title, then obviously then we'd have no choice, you know, but there's so many other fighters in the lightweight, you know, division that I just don't foresee that happening, you know. So, uh, it's a, no, I, I, I wouldn't fight my teammate. Now, finally, uh, before I let you go here, you'll be making your UFC debut. What exactly are your goals for the next calendar year coming up? Uh, to go three and zero in UFC, um, and to to get one of them them fancy fight bonuses. That's uh, that's kind of what I'm hunting for. You know, I I want to I want to not only win fights, but I want to be very exciting. I want to I want the fans to know that when I fight, I'm going to bring it every time, and I'm going to put on a show, and uh, and that's what the fans want to see, and that's what I want to be. He is Johnny Case. He'll be fighting exclusively on UFC Fight Pass September twentieth from the Saitama Super Arena in Japan. Johnny, just let people know where they can get a hold of you in the social media universe. You hit me up on Twitter and Instagram, Hollywood Case. Uh, you can you can follow me, add me up, and, uh, and I'll do my best to, to give you guys a follow as well. Perfect. Now, you spoke earlier about uh, all these sponsors that helped you out and whatnot. Uh, just if you want to shout any of them out, just now's the time. Absolutely. I want to thank Sticky No More. I want to thank DZ. Uh, Insanity Fightwear, Cardio Force, um, all the guys back in Iowa that helps me out. You guys know who you are. Thank you so much. I couldn't do it without you guys. And uh, that's, that should do it. I want to thank everybody at the UFC, and uh, I want to thank all you guys for having me on your show today. Thanks a bunch, Johnny, and uh, good luck on the 20th. I appreciate it, guys. There he is, folks. If you didn't know who he was before, Johnny Case fights at UFC in Japan next weekend. Um, he will be taking on Tokodomi, and uh, look for him to look to continue on his wing in, winning ways and eight-fight winning streak, looking to go on to nine. This guy has uh, his sights set high, and he is a knockout artist. Um, so keep an eye on that fight if if you're uh, looking for a fun fight or maybe a pick'em fight. Uh, Johnny Case is a name to keep on your mind. Uh, coming up next, we have Justin Perot's unpopular opinions hey everyone it's justin pirro here at uh sucker radio at mmasucker.com back for more unpopular opinions and to start things off mma twitter what the hell seriously i mean it all starts the other day a press flag for the biggest mma organization i'm not going to name names here i'm going to make allusions went after a well-known journalist at another site about unfavorable coverage for their upcoming reality show. Next, we've got fans trolling fighters, Twitterati and managers starting, sorry, getting into fights and threatening violence. What died and crawled up all your asses? Seriously, where's the civility? If you have beef, take it private. There is no reason that you need to go on and on trying to pick on fighters, telling them that they're underpaid because they still have a job they enjoy. Going after fighters because you don't like their appearance and then 
starting fights with their management when they get involved, or getting on the media. No, no, what the hell? This is not cool. And you, if you are engaging in this behavior, and believe me, I know I can be a dick sometimes, but at least I own up to it. And if I do something wrong, I apologize. I don't try and say, oh, I'm right no matter what. No. You princesses all need to suck it up and grow up. Otherwise, you're just making us look worse. It's as bad as when you feed the trolls like moms against UFC. No. So stop. Give it a rest. (sighs) Okay. Let's move on to the second thing. This is... Got me a lot less fired up than the first one, but uh, am I the only person that doesn't like Michael Chiavello as a commentator? I mean, he's a great interviewer. Don't get me wrong. He's a great interviewer, but I was watching Invicta 8 and I just, I'm not feeling his commentary or Julie Kedzie's. I don't think they have the, I don't think they have great chemistry and hopefully for Invicta 9, they bring in a new crew. If they have to have a, you know, if they feel like they need to have a woman there providing color, Shayna Baszler, she did great on the pre-show. And if you want to bring somebody in who will be affordable but still good, Robin Black. Robin Black from the Fight Network would be a great option. Or Josh Barnett or Frank Mir. I'm sure they'd be more than happy to do it. Well, maybe not Josh, because the odds are he'll be cornering a fighter or two, but... You see my point. It takes time to find the right commentators, but there are people out there who will do a good job. And I don't want to see Invicta looking like just another Access TV HDNet fight night. And finally, Cody Donovan. He retired, and I I think he made the right decision. I'm not going to say he wasn't UFC caliber. Obviously, the UFC felt he was. Otherwise, he wouldn't have brought in and be given the amount of fights he was. But I respect that he realized that he'd taken so much damage in those fights that it was time for his health and the well-being of himself and his family that he retired. So, Cody, good luck. I wish you nothing but the best in the next chapter of your life. And uh, lastly, I just want to send out my condolences to Bobby Green and his family. There's been another loss in that family. It's a shame. It's just sad. And hopefully this can get resolved and whoever is responsible brought to justice. All right, that's all for me for this week. If you want to tell me something, at Stormland Brand on Twitter, www.facebook.com slash Stormland. Back to you, Jeremy. Thank you, Justin, for your unpopular opinions. As always, thank you to my guest, Johnny Hollywood Case. Um, thank you to Onnit. Head on over to Onnit.com. Enter in the coupon code MMASUCKA to um, land yourself 10% off any and all supplements. Your entire order of supplements, you'll get 10% off. It's a pretty killer deal. So enter in the coupon code MMASUCKA. Uh, That's it for the show. Check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher, anywhere that podcast can be heard. You can find Sucker Radio. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash MMASUCKA. Follow us on Twitter at MMA Sucka. Follow myself on Twitter at JeremyBrand604. And uh, make sure to listen up 
to Grapple Talk, Callum Leslie and Sean W. Smith's Grapple Talk podcast here on MMASucker.com, likely every Friday. With that, I'm out. Andre Orlovsky, the former UFC heavyweight champion versus Antonio Bigfoot Silva, one of the best heavyweights in the division. Got over 500 pounds of muscle going to battle. If you look at Bigfoot's stoppage victory of Alistair Overeem, one of the most spectacular KO victories in the history of the heavyweight division. He rocked him. Big uppercut. Alistair's a fight. It is all Com certeza eu posso narrotear, isso é meu objetivo, isso é o que eu quero, isso é o que eu treinei para fazer, então isso é o que eu vou buscar o tempo todo. Andre Olaski, at one point in time, was the most feared man in the heavyweight division. You go back to the Andre Olaski that was storming through the top heavyweights in the UFC. If he can regain that form, if he can get back to that level of performance, Andre Orlovsky can make a serious run in the UFC's heavyweight division. I want to finish him quicker. I want to knock him out. I need to show the world the old version. Andre Orlovsky is upgrade. I can't imagine this being anything more than the most insane, aggressive matchup until it ends. Well, Bisbing goes by the name, uh, nickname that is, The Count. And a little fact here.